Man, I don't know if you were here uh, last week, but we experienced uh, a, a move of God and uh, been, a, and been in a couple services like that in all of my life and uh, where just the presence of God really falls and sits. And I believe he wants to do that, but I believe he wants to do that in maybe a different way today. I don't know what you assume or what you expect about revival, but revival is not just an emote experience. Revival, actually true revival, uh, when it comes, it actually produces an action in our life. It comes to fruition and it begins to produce something that transforms the way we actually live. And so today I want to talk about assumption. I want to talk about assumption. Anybody, any assumers in the room today? You, you have strong opinion. You, you know exactly what's coming, right? Uh, those of us who are assumers, uh, we are sometimes right and sometimes wrong. When we are right, it feels really good, right? When we're wrong, it don't feel so good. But we were sure, right? Were you not sure that you were right 100%? So I was going to, um, I was going to go share at a school this week, and I'm tell- I went to Hardin Valley Middle School. Any- anybody live out in Hardin Valley? Bl- oh, good. Well, praise the Lord. Bless your soul if you go out there during school time because the line extends all the way to Pellissippi Parkway, it feels like. So I'm showing up and she was like, you need to be here 30 minutes early because the traffic's terrible. And I was like, all right, okay, 30 minutes early. I was right on time. The line, sure enough, was like halfway to Pellissippi. I get in this line, I roll up, I follow the line, I go in, I park finally, and I'm right on time. And so I run in there. And as I'm running, I'm looking around and I'm like, these are like babies. Like sixth, I don't remember sixth graders looking like babies you know and I'm like man this middle school, I'm getting old and so I walk in this in this school and I roll up to the principal and they look at me with that funny look they're like all right there, who's this guy this guy don't belong like it was just very for sure I didn't belong there and I was like hey I'm supposed to share in this classroom and they looked at me like I was crazy and they're like uh you know that you're in the elementary school right and I was like no Tell me, please, Lord, the middle school is close because I'm supposed to be at a middle school today. She was like, well, you took one turn too early. You need to go back out and follow the line and go to the middle school. So (laughs) they direct traffic around to the back of the line and you start the process over. I'm like, they're calling me, where are you at? Where are you at? So I'm that guy, you know? So we're, I'm like cutting, going the wrong way in the street. I'm just, I'm like running in this middle school. I get up there and man, it hit me like a ton of bricks. The things that I assume that, man, I'm for sure, it feels so right to be walking in the school right now. I have some questions because these babies are looking like babies, but I was for sure. And the truth that I assumed to be 100% true was not true. And you know what that did in my life? It brought about a chaotic something. <laughs> it brought about something that didn't bring power. It didn't bring love. It didn't bring a sound mind. It brought anxiety. It brought stress. It brought, you know what? <sighs> I felt my heart palpitating a little bit because I have high blood pressure, you know. <sighs> I was thinking, man, I'm late. All because I assumed in something that wasn't true. Today, I believe that uh, God wants to continue to speak and breathe revival into our life, but I want to invite you into the idea that you can join revival. Actually, you can be a part of a reviving movement in our city. Peter, the, the scripture that we've been talking about, actually invites us into revival. He invited the early church into revival, a people that were dispersed from their homes, They were being beaten and killed. 
And he invited them into this reviving experience. And it wasn't just a service where they got together and they sang and the fire of God fell down. The fire of God fell down and called them to something in their life. And I believe today that God has a calling on your life today. He's speaking to you. He's drawing some of you in this room. And I believe that today God will open up your eyes to see something maybe that you've never seen. Would you, right where you are, if you'd like, I can't force anything on you, but I believe that God actually wants to speak to you. If you would like to hear from God himself, would you invite God to speak to you right now? Just tell him, say, uh, Jesus, I want to hear from you today. Now, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would speak to my brothers and sisters in this room. God, would you begin to open up their eyes that they might see, we might see. Lord, open up our ears that we might hear you. Lord, I'm in just as need as everyone else in this room. God, I pray that if we have an assumption that isn't rooted in a truth today, God, I pray that you would cause that to crumble and bow to your authority. And God, that we would step into greater freedom, to greater freedom, to greater freedom. Lord, I pray that we would no longer believe lies that actually don't produce freedom in our life. They actually produce death. But we've been believing, assuming that it was going to be the way of freedom. It is not. You said that your way is the way of freedom. So God, would you make that plain and clear to our, our mind and our heart today that we might receive it, accept it, and walk in it. Pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Assumptions. What is your idea today of the thing that's going to set you free? What do you need? What do you need? What do you want right now? What's going to bring a degree of freedom in your life? Everybody has a belief about what's going to bring freedom in your life. What the Bible says is, I'm just going to tell you what the Bible says. The Bible says that the truth will actually set you free. Today I want to share with you a truth from the Bible. And this is a truth that I want to be upfront with you guys. This is a truth that actually offends me. It's hard for me. It's a truth that actually speaks against Jay. It actually speaks against what I naturally want to go after. But it is the way of revival. And when you step into it, others will have a reviving experience of Jesus. I want to invite you. This is actually what you were made for. This call of revival is placed on your life. And then I want to, I want to share with you the truth that actually brings us into it. Peter told us that there is a stone that we can have a firm foundation to begin building our life on. An assumption that is worthy of our assuming. 1 Peter 2.6 says, Behold, I'm laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So there is something that is a firm foundation for you to begin building your life on. And if you build your life on it, in the end, you will not be ashamed of what you have built. But in the moment, it might not feel so hot. <laughs> It might feel like, am I really, is this really, are you sure about this? I'm pretty sure that's exactly what Jesus is doing when he carried a cross. Are you sure? I don't know about this. But what he never, what, he knew the truth, didn't feel it true. Guarantee. Didn't feel super hot as he carried that thing. But in the end, as he sits enthroned today in heaven, having authority over heaven and earth, he speaks a better word over our lives.
And he invites us into this way of reviving. I've learned this, that the enemy doesn't fight fair, never fights fair. Have you learned that same thing? I don't know if you're aware that there is actually an enemy, but there is an enemy. In the, in the gospel, in Matthew, it talks about how Jesus, when he was, it says he was hungry. He was fasting for 40 days, and when he was really, really hungry, that's when the enemy actually showed up and tried to tempt him with some stuff. And I just want to encourage you, um, the most vulnerable place is when we're having the hardest time. And when you're having the hardest time, that's why we push life group here at this church, because we need each other. That's exactly what Jen was talking about. Sometimes our arms begin to get tired. My mind gets tired. And I need a fresh reminder. And so you need people that you can actually let into your life to shine light, to share the truth. Because guess what? Sometimes when I'm thinking what I'm thinking up here, when I bring it out, it don't sound so hot. In here, it sounded really good. You know what I mean? And I want to encourage you, I want to encourage you, a place of great freedom in your life is going to be understanding that, a, that a, a consistent theme of confession in your life where you bring into light the things that are hidden in the darkness, you are going to be set free. It's going to bring a greater degree of freedom in your life. Some of y'all be like, well, that, that sounds like a, I don't know, kind of, not, that's not what I want to be a part of, you know? It's not what I've ever heard. But I want to encourage you uh, this is what the word points us into. It pulls us into. And if you want to experience great freedom, I just want to welcome you into the, the idea that revival is available. And uh, he wants to move in your life. If you'll let him, you can actually have revival. But this is who the enemy is. Ephesians 6, 12 says this, For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and rulers, against authorities, against cosmic powers. That sounds kind of creepy. Over this present darkness against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Do you know who your enemy is? Do you know who they are? You say, yeah, I sleep with them every night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> come on now. Come on. You know, hey, listen, don't, I, I get it. Sometimes, sometimes I want to make the enemy the person. It's the, easy, it's the easy way. They're the enemy. My boss is the enemy. The person in my life is the enemy. Whatever that is, they are the enemy. What this just pointed us to, do you know who the enemy is? I'm going to invite you right where you are. Would you just, Holy Spirit, would you tell me who the enemy is? Just tell me who the enemy is. Just speak to my heart. Speak to my mind right now. Maybe you've been believing that somebody in your life is the enemy. I just want to point you to the truth right here. This is going to set you free. You know who the enemy is? Spiritual ruler. A dark, darkened authority. And you can be assured of this. That the spiritual authority has influence as they speak lies, speak some things that are not true. And what begins to happen in the people's lives in your life that you're viewing as enemy, they begin to believe the things that are not true. And so do you know what begins to happen in their life? They are not operating from freedom. They're operating from it being enslaved. That's what the scripture says. Now, listen, now we can understand our spouses. Now we can understand our bosses. Now we can understand our coworkers and our friends or the people who've hurt us most. I believe that God wants to open our eyes to actually understand who the enemy is today. This is a truth from the, from the scripture, though. I'm not, I'm not speaking my own ideas, okay? But I just invite you, would you, Lord, would you, I've assumed that so-and-so is my enemy, but would you ask him who the enemy is? 
And let him speak to you today. The truth will actually set you free. And if you receive it, and if they receive it, it will begin to set others free as you begin to operate in the truth. The truth will set you free. It is true. But the assumption, the assumption feels so true sometimes. Does it not? Does it not? And do you know what I'm discovering in this time? Listen. I'm discovering that I don't know that I actually believed in the power of God until recently. I think I'm beginning to. I'm not even saying that I've stepped into it, but I think I'm beginning to. Because I'm watching what God does. When you stop assuming things that are not true, and you start looking in that thing and you go, God, that doesn't feel right, but I, th I think that's what it says. And so by faith, I'm going to step in. I'm going to go, I'm scared, you know. <laughs> and when you step in, you have the fresh encounter, the fresh experience that actually that, oh my goodness, I was operating an assumption that was actually enslaving me. I believe something that Jesus actually never said about me, said about you. And so I operate in an assumption. And you know what the assumption does? It traps me. It causes chaos in my life. But Jesus desires to set you free today. But the freedom is found in the truth. Listen, the truth. You need to decide what the truth is because here's what the pervasive message of our time is. Your truth is your truth. My truth is my truth. So listen, you can't tell me a truth because I have my own. And I want to tell you that, that this word, this Bible that we read tells us the exact opposite. It says there is a truth and his name is Jesus. There is a truth. There is a truth. No freedom will be found outside of the truth. No great freedom. And you say, but Jay, he's, he's giving me a message that actually wants to put rails on my life. He wants to give me guidance. He wants to, give, he wants to call me into obedience. And I want to tell you, this is the great way of freedom. When you step into the, what God has designed for you, you will discover that it was more than you ever thought or imagined. There is more. And I'm experiencing it personally in a different way than I've ever experienced God in my life. He's powerful. And the Holy Spirit is real. And He wants to call you into the greatest experience of your life. I have no idea what it is. But He's calling me personally in that same space. And I'm just speaking to you what God has spoke to me. That man, I've believed a bunch of lies in my life. I'm sorry. I just need to tell you that I'm sorry. And I'll probably stand up next week and I want to tell you that I'm sorry because I didn't know. But God is opening my eyes to say, man, hey, Jay, will you let me be God? Will you let me do what I'll do? Will you trust me? Will you step in? Will you follow me? And I'll do what I said I would do. And I want to say that before you. You're allowed to follow him. You're allowed to actually step in. You're allowed to actually experience because of what Jesus did, not what you do. It's available. Jesus flips the script on my assumption. And I don't know about you, but when uh, I go to work and there is a great offense, what is my natural reaction? What is your natural reaction to bring about a, a, a more, a, another offense, right? To right the wrong, right? We, we're bent on justice. Anybody like justice in the room? We, we, have, we have people of justice, like needs to be right. And I'm not saying no justice, please. I'm not saying that. But in our personal lives, what has Jesus called us into? What is the revival experience? What is this way? 
So from this place where he gives us what we never deserved, he took justice and then didn't give us justice, right? That's, that's what Jesus did for us, right? That's what I read in Romans 3 as we started. He gave you grace in the midst of what you may have screwed up. Now, when Jesus speaks on this most famous sermon in, in Luke 6, he says this. Listen, 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 listen. This is massive. He says, love your enemies. He says, do good to those who hate you. How many, are, how many of y'all got haters? Anybody got haters in the room? Come on now. We got haters. What are we going to do about it? What are we going to do? Listen, listen, listen. Let this speak to you. Let this speak to you now. Do good to those who hate you. Holy Spirit, give them a vision of what you want them to do. Speak to them. Bless those who curse you. Wait, what? It's already offensive to me, right? I don't know. No. Uh, pray for those who hurt you. No. <laughs> if someone slaps you on the cheek, offer him the other one. How many of y'all ever done that? Anybody ever done that? I just want to see if one hand, anybody, uh, brave soul. Come on. No. If someone demands your coat, that means steal. Give it to me right now. Offer your shirt also. That means you're left with nothing. You ever had somebody steal from you? You want to catch them? Okay, I will find you. <laughs> right? This is what Jesus said. Give to anyone who asks. And when things are taken away from you, don't try to get them back. How many of y'all owed a debt today? You can't get somebody to pay it? You can't get somebody to give it back? Hey, Jesus invites you into great freedom. Uh, he will give you what you need. You don't need them to pay you back. Man, that's offensive. Jay, you can't tell me that. I didn't want to hear I didn't come here to hear that. <laughs> I come to see the fire fall and I, I want to have a good feeling of my Hey, listen, 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 listen. This is the way of revival. It's coming. When things are taken away, don't try to get them back. Do to others as you would like them to do to you. Now, Peter steps in. Now we're back into 1 Peter for a second. He says something very similar. He says, do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling. But on the contrary, that means on the opposite. How many of y'all, when, you, when you're reviled, when you're offended, how many of y'all naturally assume justice? I want to bring justice. Anybody else in the room want to bring justice? I assume that the right way, and I am justified by the way, right? Because you've been offended first, everyone, right? If you've been offended first, you deserve to step in and actually bring an offense. Anybody, right? Justice, get what you deserve. What goes around comes around. And then Jesus speaks the exact opposite. And then says, hey, this is the life. Come on. The water's great. Anybody want in? Anybody want to follow? They go. I want to invite you in to the revival experience. If you desire to have a revival in your life, choose this way of life. Choose it. You can have it. 
He says, but on the contrary, bless. For to this you were called. This is actually your calling. If that's your calling, if you step into your calling, everybody want a calling? We all want a calling, right? Man, I just want to know God's calling on my life. I want to tell you what it is today. Right there. Come on now. Anybody want to know what their calling is today? Anybody want to be a part of the Jesus movement? You want to surrender your life? You want to lose it today? You'll find life if you lose it. But if you give up your life for his sake, you will find real life. I promise you that. Because things are going to happen in your life and through your life that you could have never done on your own. If you step into the way. That's what the scripture called the way. Oh, no. Anybody want the revival experience? Yo, I do. I do. And I don't. You know what I mean? I'm scared, but I, I want to experience you, but I don't want to do it this way. I want to invite you in to the way. Revival will happen. You don't have to beg God. He's actually invited you into it. Will you choose it today? Revival will come, but you have to choose it. You don't have to sit there and beg him to show up today. He wants to go with you. He wants to show up. But he's told you, if you'll follow me, I'll show up. Anybody, is my okay out there? Y'all okay? I'm not trying. I, I hope this isn't too heavy for us. Is this, too, I, is this okay? I don't want to offend you. I don't want to hurt your feelings, you know? Come on now. I'm hurting my own feelings up here a little bit. I just feel lonely. Y'all okay? Y'all okay? We good? Okay, okay. No, hey, it's, it's coming, okay? It's coming. I'm just reading you the Bible for now, though. Don't repay evil for evil, reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless. For this you were called that you may obtain a blessing. Does anybody want to be blessed today? Do you actually want the blessing? But here, do you have an idea of how to get a blessing? Do you have an idea of what's actually going to be a blessing in your life? Because I'll tell you what feels really good about how I'm going to be blessed. When somebody hurts me, you know what's the greatest blessing of my life? Hurt them. Hurt them, not, not just hurt them, hurt them worse. You know what I mean? Like they're going to feel it worse than I felt it, right? So guess what? My position goes up. Anybody, right? My natural says that is the bless. I will get a blessing when I do that. Come on now, everybody. Right? That is the blessed way. That's what's preached for real. But that's not what this truth says. And if this isn't the life that you're living today, I want to invite you into it. You will experience revival in your personal life and you will actually experience the blessed way. And you say, man, Jesus' life didn't look super blessed, you know? He flips the script on what blessing is. Blessing, his blessing is forever. It's not for a moment, it's forever. Many of us are living for the moment. He's called us to live forever. And my, my prayer for us is that our eyes are open to the forever experience. God, transform our lives. We want to live the forever experience. But how do we do this? How do you do this? Anybody, how do you do this? How? The only way that you can possibly do this is if you love other people more than yourself. And if you do not do this, if you do not do this, 
It's okay. But let's just admit, you love you more than them. For sure, right? I love me more than you. Because I want me to be positioned higher than you. Now, all of us good Christians, we understand what the Bible says about that. We've been called into the golden rule, which is love others. As I love myself. How do you do this? For some of us, you're sitting there and you go, man, I really need to change. I really, you know what? I'm going to do different. I'm going to start waking up at four in the morning. I'm going to have a quiet time and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray a lot and I'm going to read the Bible a lot and I'm going to feel real good about myself before I go into work. And then how many of y'all tried to do better and you white knuckle your way? You, you say, I will do better. I promise you I will do better. I will do better. I will do better. I will do better. And it feels so noble but at the center of all of that, I just want to encourage you, at the center of all of that is you. And you know who's, who's, if it's you at the center of all of that, who's worthy of praise when you get a win? You. You. And I want to invite you into the great freedom that you don't have to trust in you anymore. The scripture says that the good news is the power of God for salvation. Do you know what salvation means? To be set free, saved. It will move you from a place of bondage to a place of freedom. The truth will set you free. But sometimes our assumed truth is not the truth, but it feels very right to be true. How do you now do this? Here's what the scripture says. You cannot do this. Do you know that you actually do not have the capacity to love? It's actually not in our character. The scripture says, this is what the Bible says. And you say, I can love people. I can, Jay. I can do that. <laughs> I can. You can try. But unless you have received love... You cannot love. Love produces love. Love produces love. And God is love. That's the Bible says. Now, we are born into sin, and I am not a part of God. You must receive love, which is the power of God, to save if you are not operating in this great freedom, I want to invite you into what we talked about in Romans 3. The power of God, the love of God is this. Not that you've done anything to earn his love, but that he loved you. Do you know that God loves you? And you say, I don't feel loved. My life is hard. And I say, you've got to look to the cross today. God displayed his love by coming to this place and not giving what any of us deserved. And do you know what he was doing when he went to the cross that day? He carried up the hill. He was carrying it to the point where he was beaten to heck and he couldn't walk any longer. They dragged him up the hill. They nailed him to this cross. And do you know what happens as he's being raised up that day? He looks out into the crowd and he says, forgive them, they don't know what they're doing. Blessing in the faces of curses slaps and spit. And you know what he says at the end? Father, to you I trust my spirit. It is finished. To 
Telestai. It is finished forever. They will no longer have to do a thing. I did it for them. That's right. And if you come to him today, you can be set free and receive this kindness today. It is the free gift of God. Receive it. And I invite you, as, you're, as some of you are being revealed, it, it's, it's revealing. And you understand that that's not what you've experienced or encountered before. I want to invite you to actually take what you believe right now. And would you offer it to him? Would you say, uh, Jesus, this is what I've believed. Would you take this burden? Because I promise you, if it's not the truth, it's actually a burden in your life. And you know it better than me. But I know it because I carry it too, okay? And if you're carrying a burden today, the scripture says if you come to Jesus and you give him your burden, he will take it. And then he says he will give you his yoke. He will carry you along and he will say, now, little one, come follow me. And I will carry every bit of load for you. I will do it all for you. Would you come to him today? And if you do not feel or understand the sense of freedom, I would just want to say it's a free gift from Jesus today. You can have it. You can have his love and his favor for free. He earned it for you. This is what Peter says. So that if you're, if you're having trouble with it or if you're having an issue with what I'm saying today, Peter says in, in 1 Peter 2, for this you have been called. Here it is again. Because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example. So he did it first for you. So that you might follow in his steps. Did you know that that's your calling? Man, you're allowed. Step in. You can have this way of life. It is the freedom you're looking for. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. And when he was reviled, he didn't revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but he continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. That's when he said, I'm not the judge you are, so take care of him if you want. I know, that's not on my hands. That's on yours, God. Do it. He himself bore our sin in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. Aren't you glad that he didn't look at you and say, I'm going to give him what he deserves finally. <laughs> Anybody? Come on now. I'm so glad when he took up the cross, he didn't say, man, Jay really did, did it this time. You know what? I'm going to give him what he deserves finally. By his wounds, we have been healed. Healing's happened. It's allowed. You can be healed today. You can have healing. Receive healing today. For you were strayed like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your soul. Today, if love is not a part of your life and this is not your natural response, uh, I want to tell you that Jesus loves you anyways. Come on, man. You feel, you're sitting there feeling real bad about the way you've been living all the way up to this point in your life. I want to tell you, Jesus loves you anyways. And he went to the cross thinking about you. If you were the only one here, he would have gone to the cross thinking about you because he loves you. He loves you, my friend. Hear that. Let it, let it just receive it because that's what the word says. This is the truth. He loves you. And if you'll receive that today, not based upon your merit, deserving, maybe you had a really rough day yesterday. In the midst of that, if you'll receive his good news that he loves you because he knows you. I don't know you, but he knows you. And if you receive his love today, power of God can enter your life and begin to transform you. The transformation happens in this place. I want to ask you a question as we end today. Whose wounds are the foundation for your life today? Whose wounds 
are you operating from? Are you operating from a place of being wounded? Jesus offers you and says, would you let go of those? And would you take on mine? I was wounded so that you could be healed. If you'll let me be wounded for you, because they're not hating you, they hate me. Would you let me be wounded for you? And then would you allow me to speak over you? Don't listen to what they're saying about you. Let me speak over you. You are highly favored. You are loved. You are forgiven. You are right before the king today. You are his chosen daughter. You are his chosen son. You're his. And he got a purpose for your life. Now, who do you believe? You will choose this day and you will build your life on a foundation that is either firm or it's shaky. Take your pick. Take your pick. But if you want Jesus today, he will meet you here. He will meet you here. I'm going to end with this. You cannot heal someone by wounding them. You can never heal someone by wounding them. So if you want to bring healing in somebody else's life, step into the Jesus way. Healing will happen in the people's lives around you right now. It'll start at work. It'll start in your house. So if you've been super offended, bless them. But you cannot do that unless you first receive the blessing from Jesus. He will give you the power to do it. Now, if you need to be set free today, and you say, man, like, I need his love. I don't have it. I need it. Uh, I want to invite you, or if you're just having a really difficult time even receiving this truth, you've been living in assumption and lies, we're going to open up this front. We're going to have a time of prayer. And uh, if you need to know Jesus today, you need an encounter with him. I want to pray for you. Um, if you need him today, he wants to meet you right here, and I promise you he will. If God's stirred in your heart, move. Move. Do not sit another day. He desires to meet you here. Let's move together. Let's sing this. And as you sit, let's, let's have a moment. Let's ask the Spirit to speak to us. Uh, Holy Spirit, would you speak now? Would you speak to us? As you have. Is there wounded people in the room today? Are you wounded? Is anybody, is anybody just wounded? Yep, we got our heads bowed. Would you lift your hands to me and say, I'm, I'm pretty wounded today. Would you stand right where you are? Just right where you are. Would you just stand? Nobody's looking around. Nobody's looking around. Just stand. Just stand by faith. I'm saying I'm wounded. I'm wounded. And I really need healing today. Anybody else? This is really hard to do, but I'm going to invite you to do it. Just by faith. God will meet you right where you are. I'm wounded. Now, right where you are, would you tell him what that wound is? Tell him. Tell him. Just confess it. Bring it into the light. Just tell him. I'm wounded in this way. And now, Holy Spirit, as you move in this place, would you tell them what you think of them right now? Would you just remind them who you think, what you think about them? What begins to come to your mind as he speaks to you right now? He's going to, come, he's going to speak to you. And I just want to encourage you to receive it, that he's loved you. He's loved you. He's forgiven you. And by his wounds, his wounds, he was wounded first. You can have healing today. Receive his love today. Receive his favor today. Because it's unmerited, it's undeserved, it's kindness. Yes, Holy Spirit, do it. Thank you, God.
all around the room. If you just need a reviving, if you just need to be revived today with them, maybe you're sitting here like, I just need a reviving. If you need a reviving, would you just stand up with these? Would you stand up as well? I just need a reviving. I just need, I just need a touch. Yeah, we got reviving. Come on. Should let him just speak over your life as well. Now, if you're just thankful, now, now I'm just thankful because I realize the truth. I'm stepping into it and I'm saying, man, I want to step in. Would you stand right where you are? Would you stand right where you are? Just by faith. Saying, yep, I'm thankful today. Jesus, we're thankful today. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. We're thankful today. Let's sing this to the King as we close today.